Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Strive Golf Podcast. Devin here. Sean, it's it's just good to be with you this, this Sunday evening on the Day of Mothers. Shout out to our wives for letting us get our little golf fix in on, on this sacred day. But uh, how, are things, how are things up north? I think I'm starting to sound like a broken record at this point, but it oh, is no. still cold Not and still miserable. Yes, Not again. Yes. But... I, I do at the one hand, I, I did get me out of the course early tonight. So That's always nice. good. And yes, shout out, <laughs> shout out good. all the moms out there that, uh, I mean, especially I think of my mom dropping me off of the course oh. bright and early every summer day, picking us up at dusk pretty much. And that was just such a big part of my childhood. So very fond memory. So Absolutely. shout out my mom yeah. for fueling the golf dream. Can't go by without, yeah, appreciating the the love and support, endless love and support from from the moms. Yeah, the countless drop offs, the the swing of by buying food for everyone on the way home, all that stuff. So yeah, just no, I'm, we're we're blessed, man. That's for sure. And I feel bad because you got off the golf course early, and Sydney was probably happy to hear. And then sure enough, I snagged you away for for another pod episode. So if we if we got to expedite a little bit. <laughs> the listeners will understand. So, cause man, that might be tough though. What a week. Like there was some, some fun things that, that happened as far as the professional golf side we'll get into, um, down here, you know, played some, had, you know, had some fun things to return and report on, you know, per our last conversation of, you know, trying to fight these swing ruts and, you know, what does the next week look like when we think we found something, did I really find something? Did I not? Probably not, but uh, you know, recap that a little bit and, and, you know, making some, some picks for, for the week. So some, some fun stuff to cover. And I think it'd be good. Let's just, let's just circle back on, on that discussion. It was, it was actually really enjoyable. Got some fun, uh, people to reach out and, and kind of express kind of the, the desire for more of that type of stuff. I know there's like tons, I mean, there's endless, you know, golf podcasts, golf videos on, you know, tips and tricks and all that stuff. And, happy to, to do that. I'm not the most, you know, detailed when it gets down to the, the swing mechanics, like, like you are, I don't have to default to you on all of that, but it was, it was fun. And it was, it was nice to hear that there was a little bit of value there for, for some of the folks. So I, I'd be interested, you know, some of the things we, we talked about, you were making kind of a, in my opinion, a, quite a big swing change and kind of fighting through some stuff. And the biggest thing, most important thing, trusting, right. Trusting that process in a, in a more like competitive round and just, and sticking with it. So I have to hear, man, how did the, how did the week of golf go? And hopefully there was some, even despite the weather. Yeah. And it was, it's interesting because we had that conversation and then next day being Monday, had the opportunity to go play men's league. Right. Oh, yeah. I was super pumped to kind of try out or continue working on some of these swing mechanics that I've been kind of molding lately. And so I was really excited to try this out in a tournament setting. And I mean, as luck would have it, the winds just picked up something fierce Monday afternoon. So like by the time I got to the course, like it was, the wind was seriously whipping. Right. So I'm like, okay, this, this will be fun. Right. So that's already kind of a rough start as far as, okay, am I even going to be able to hit any stock shots? Right. Cause it was that windy and I get onto the range more so just to try to warm up. Right. Cause I'm coming straight from work. So I just wanted to hit like four golf balls before we went up to number one tee and tried to find a window. So I had a little wedge in my hand and of the four balls I hit, I legitimately shanked two of them and I hit one incredibly fat and then 
just one that felt terrible. And so I'm thinking, okay, that's is this some good color. mojo, good mojo. But it was funny because it was so, it was so windy. I can't exaggerate enough. It was some of the windiest conditions I've ever played golf in, which it was kind of crazy to think about because how much golf I played. But some windy days up there. <laughs> yeah. So it was, I mean, it was that windy. And so it was funny because I walked off that range session and I was like almost laughing, right? Because it was like, it was. Hope, hope you brought enough golf balls. Yeah, that was the thought. I literally rated because at the course I work at, we, uh, we store all our range balls kind of in our cart garage and then we fill the range machine as needed. And that was my thought as I rolled up to the course, I'm like, crap, I forgot to restock my bag. So I went and combed through the range ball bin real quick, just because occasionally a people, gems will, there. Yeah, people will hit good golf balls and sure enough. And maybe this was a sign of things to come that day. I kid you not right on the top row of golf balls, like two brand new pro V ones. And so I it's quickly pocketed those. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that'll work out. So I'm like, okay, I got my golf balls. And I mean, it was funny just walking off that range. I was, I was almost laughing because I was like, man, this is going to be such a joke, right. With how crazy the wind was. I just, just going to go have fun trying to hit shots or whatever. And so, yeah, I got onto number one team. That was a hard, hard left to, yeah, hard left to right wind for me. And, um, just thought, okay, I'm just going to hit stingers all day. And still, I mean, still trying to incorporate the swing shot where it's more of an outside takeaway, but just abbreviating the follow through to keep it low. And um, first swing of the day, I mean, this is always a tough ask, right? Trying to hit a stinger five iron off a tee box off, off your first, after shanking a bunch on the range, right? That's quite the ask. And so I hit it and it just came out so pure and did exactly what I wanted and just rolled forever on the fairway. So I was like, oh. Hey, we're, we're in business, I guess. Let's, uh, let's see what we can make happen from here. So roll up to, to the ball in the middle of the fairway and I got 75 yards and it's a, a downhill shot and the wind, seriously broken record at this point, the, but the wind is whipping hard left to right. So I'm like, I don't really know what to do here. I'll just kind of hit like a sod off 60 and just aim way left and let the wind bring it back. And sure enough, I, probably started it off 15 yards left of the pin and it just it hit the wind and just started coming back coming back coming back landed 10 feet short of the hole bounced up and found its way to the bottom of the cup so it's a another starting stat. off, starting off a two. Uh, with an eagle and so i'm thinking incredible okay, this, this is nothing like i'd planned for on the range <laughs> and then at that point i'm like all right, all right well I'm thinking that certainly helps the score, right? Because I know it's going to be tough, but if I'm starting two under right off the get-go, then it gives me more leeway to play with, right? <laughs> and I don't know if it was that thought or what, but then hit a good drive on two. And I mean, I hit it down. Granted, I'm playing up a box from where I normally play, but I hit it so far down on this next hole. this par five. I hit it down to a spot I've never been in. And had an iron into a par five and knocked it up onto the green and two putted. So at this point we're, we're three under through two holes. And I'm like, Oh, all right. Well, Hey, I've got more shots to play with my, my quest to break 50 today in these conditions. <laughs> Gain some shots on the field there right off the rip. And then, yeah, it just, it just happened to be one of those things where one of those days where the shot making was really good. And 
I think the best example for me uh, was on this another hole. It's a really tricky one. So left to right wind again, it's number uh, number five at South Mountain for your reference, right? Mm -hmm. So I talked about this hole last week, right? Where that's kind of where I found something with the driver, but today or last week when I was playing, wind super hard off the left and kind of into me. And that's just not a wind I feel super comfortable with driver because I, especially when it's kind of coming in and and from the left, like my tendency is to sort of low snap hook it and I'm trying to fight through the wind. So I thought, I mean, what the heck, maybe I'll just try to hit this four iron stinger that's been working for me so far today and hit a really good one that rolled forever on the fairway. And so I had about 190 in same wind conditions and it's a really narrow run up to the green. So I was thinking, well, I mean, it's probably pretty good five iron or six iron potentially, right. Where I just throw it up into the wind and let it hit it and come down. And, but the other thought was like, man, that's kind of a, a narrow landing zone. And anytime you throw it up into the wind, right. You kind of lose some control of the, mm-hmm. of the shot. So I thought, well, maybe try keeping it on the ground again. And um, it is, one of the, one of my favorite shots I've ever hit, I had 185, 190 in, and I probably hit it 130 in the air, just really low. And it landed 50, 60 yards short and just rode the mounds perfectly and got up, just barely got up over the front false front of the green to about 15, 20 feet and two putt par to get out of there, which, I mean, I was super stoked on. And so it was just ended up being one of those days where, the conditions were so tough and maybe it was part of the attitude I took into it, but I swung, just didn't feel like I had a lot of tension going and I executed a lot of shots that I was trying to. And I mean, the funny thing is, is I putted just absolutely atrociously. Like I, I had, I made three bogeys and they were all three putts. Right? Oh. And so like the putting was awful and then go figure on nine, I, I drop a 35 footer for birdie to, to shoot one under. So it's just one of those days where it's like the putting was terrible. Putting was terrible. Shot making was good. And then on the last hole, I, I made a long putt, shot one under and ended up winning, winning the week by two shots. So it was, uh, it was was crazy, but I, I do think a lot of it just comes down to kind of that mentality and really trusting the swing, right? Like knowing what you're trying to do and then making the swing to follow it. And, um, kind of as a follow-up, I was able to get some more swings up kind of later in the week, mostly at the range where conditions were a little more favorable and same thing, just trying to work on that takeaway and early returns have been good for me. So I've got a, got another big tournament coming up next weekend. So it'll be put to the test again, but I mean, so far I awesome. feel like I find found something kind of mentally to kind of attach onto, um, as I, start the swing because I mean as I've been thinking of our conversation I know sorry I'm I'm going on and on but as I've been thinking more about our conversation that we had last week I I think it's just trying to find some good thoughts right at address right because you want to be able to swing freely and to do that you need to get rid of as much tension as you can so I I think one thing that I tried to do is just find a find a thought right And, and right now it's just getting the takeaway in a good spot and just letting everything else follow. And I mean, I know there's going to be ups and downs, but it's been nice to see early returns as good as they have been. Yeah. That's a heck of a return there. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm just, 
my biggest take was I'm, I'm just upset that I missed it. That's all. That's just, <laughs> that just doesn't seem right, but that that's awesome. And now it, and even just reiterates that you're just the old, the old European soul, man. You're just made for links golf. <laughs> you're made for the ball on the ground, getting creative, hitting stingers and uh, shooting under par. So that's, <laughs> that's super impressive. Um, <clears throat> and it's interesting as you kind of talked it, it kind of seems like, it's almost morphed into, at least in my mind, like last week, it was more technical. It was more, you know, swing thoughts and, you know, swing mechanic thoughts. I don't know, but it seems like it kind of ultimately always boils down to more of a mental thing, um, which I'm super intrigued on the mental side of golf. And I hesitate on how much to go into this because I know there's just, there's so much there. And we have an upcoming episode with a guest that I'm just beyond stoked about. And it's kind of all he focuses on. Um, but anyway, that's kind of, you know, the, what I'm hearing is yes, there's obviously the physical part of the swing mechanics and things that you're trying to do, but it sounds like the attitude, you just kind of let go, you trusted it. And, you know, you were, it, it, it seems like the expectations were not super high. I mean, with it blowing 40 mile an hour winds at South mountain, like that's shooting par is was probably not even in your, probably even your thought at all. So that's, it's super cool to, to see that. Um, and I'm interested to see how it, how it continues. Cause like you said, it's definitely going to ebb and flow. Um, and I just kind of feel like kind of coming from where I came from the last episode when I was talking about, yeah, I played this nine holes and I thought I found something and it was incredible. And I had a great nine holes. So I had the weekend to kind of think about it. And then this last week I get out and, you know, long story short, I ultimately took, you know, a day off from golf and went to the driving range, <laughs> didn't play, just went to the range, which if you know me, that's, that's not in my agenda, if ever, but uh, it's what I ended up doing. And of course, picked the hottest day and was just, it was, a, it felt like a true grind. Like it felt like a workout, uh, just fighting some stuff, but it, you know, just beating down beads of sweat and, and all that stuff, but it was good. And I felt like that practice range kind of helped, um, you know, kind of reiterate some things, solidify some things and finally had a good round on, on Saturday and was actually able to, to shoot under par two for 18, which had kind of been a little bit. And I was a little worried, but yeah, I feel like it's in a, it's in a good spot, but I don't know, ultimately after, after it all, it just seems like it's, you know, more mental than, than anything. And I think that that may be a common thing as a theme, as we kind of go on with, with our stuff and, um, you know, kind of just reflecting on that. I think the mental thing is just such a, such a vital piece that everyone can vibe with like because everyone can relate to shooting their best round the way that they felt and it's just it's funny because we as humans we just don't get it right we have to continue to go back to those things because we can do it one week and we're like oh yeah low expectations swinging freely letting go you know having maybe one or two things that we're thinking about that those the best results and then you know we go back the next day and it couldn't be more opposite and we're frustrated and saying some fun words and you know, anyway, so it's, it's interesting. Uh, and I, I think we're going to continue to come back to it, but I'm glad to hear it. It worked out and you have some, some quick returns. That's, uh, that's, that's awesome. And that's to me, that's one of the reasons why I both love and hate golf, right? It's yeah. just the, how it can change so much day over day. And yeah, the best way I can describe it is it, it's truly just as individual of a sport as it gets, right? It is brutally 100%, 100% on you, right? Yes. You are the sole yes. 
author of your fate mm. on the golf course. And boy, and, is it transparent. Yes. And <laughs> it's, a lot it's, of room for the imagination there. It's just so wild because it, it seriously does lead to things like this, right? Where you can have your best round ever one day and go out the next day and just whatever, yeah, whatever the reason, it just feels slightly different and the result is way different, right? Yep. I mean, I'm sure there's like a science or some kind of physics in a golf swing thing where small change at the speeds in which we're swinging, right? Like it can make a big difference and all that, but man, it's just, it's crazy. But at the same time, as, as frustrating as it is for me, and I let it frustrate me more than it should, at the same time, it is one of my favorite things about golf because I just feel like every day is different and every day is a new challenge on the golf course. And that's something I enjoy about it. hundred percent. I saw that very evident this last week, like going from like playing on Monday afternoon and they, my buddy that one of the buddies I play with Tyson, I mean, he kept saying it was, you know, I kind of took that swing thought and I was, it was so interesting. Like this, paradox because i was absolutely flushing it i was literally i airmailed honestly i, I mean i've had to think back but it, there was for sure at least four or five either numbers or greens that i just totally airmailed and it was like whoa it's been a little bit since i've caught it in the center of the face i'm not playing for this like fat toey two club or at least a minimum of one club you know that i have to club up i'm like oh well i can't you know it's 165 i don't have to absolutely rope this you know hit this, this eight iron really, really pure. And, you know, and then this last week I had the same number and the eight iron just flew it. So, but it was so frustrating and I, I scored bad and yeah, I was, I was pretty frustrated and, you know, it took the next few days off. I was like, man, I just need to, I don't know what's going on, but I thought I found something and I lost it. And just like that, like literally within 24 hours, it came and went and I think it's kind of come back, but you're right. It is so on you. It is so, brutally honest it's it, you are the author of your fate and again it's just it's so cool to have something just the immediacy of feedback and application that you can do within golf is is just to me is the coolest thing and it's never ending so anyway don't want to get too much into you know too deep into the mental stuff but i do think it's it's worth you know continuing to think about talk about reflect on and just share some some advice uh, and share some success stories like like you had and uh, I think it will be really beneficial. And um, anyway, so I think we'll, we'll kind of come to that. And, you know, we've, we've con I think we've thought of some of this, uh, some fun things, just, again, as I mentioned, some of the tips, you know, me and you and I always joke, we like Parks and Rec and the guy who does thoughts for your thoughts. And so we do, you know, swing thoughts for your thoughts. And I think that might be a segment we might come out with in more videos. So, you know, go to the, the TikTok channel for, for some more of those. Cause uh, I think that'll be a fun segment, but um, anyway, hope it resonates, hope it helps, but I think it's just, it's just fun and good, selfishly good for us. Like, I think maybe that I'm not going to say I have taken credit for your, your round on Monday, but some of these like conversations I think can help and just working on it. So anyway, I, oh, for sure, I think for it's sure. really, really fun, but. And I, one, one last thought I had too, just from this round and just in general, right. The objective, the objective of golf, right, is to put the ball in the hole. And so I've been fortunate, fortunate enough to hole out, I mean, a decent number of times, right, from pretty far away. And just every time I'm caught by so much surprise, like, I don't even know how to respond, right? I just, like, I'm shocked. 
And so I think it's so funny how like the objective is to put the ball in the hole, but then sometimes when it happens, I'm like, whoa, wait, did that just happen? Well, that wasn't supposed to happen, right? <laughs> no, like that's the whole objective. The whole I, I don't know. It's just funny. There's been there's been a, a lot of my whole outs that I've had. It's just been it's more shocking than anything. Yeah. Like, well, it's wait, like the did stupid, that just happen? It's like the stupid happy Gilmore thing where he hits that hole in one on par four and he's like, that's so much easier than putting. I should just do make it in one <laughs> shot every time. And it's like, you know, such this, you know, we just make so much more out of it. But anyway, it's just, it's so cool that golf is such a game of, of misses and really just depending on how we react to it. And, and that's kind of, a, I think a good lead in kind of a good segue because dude, I'm just so jacked for, for my boy, for Max Helmet. If there's not a guy that epitomizes this conversation more, I, I, I don't know who, like, I don't know who could take the cake because this dude has come full circle and it's been so fun to like watch and follow, you know, just him. And that's why I like, I'm so like, I love the, this part of social media, this part of podcast, because the last couple of years, you know, 20, particularly a lot of 2019 into 2020, um, his get a grip podcast to really get to see the true Max Homo. So you kind of feel like, you know, who he is like as a dude um, and just hearing him like same stuff we're talking about. Like, I remember him talking about some of the rounds at the uh, I can't remember the, I think it's the 3M, the one that's in like Minnesota. Um, he was in, he was in contention and he, you know, and he ended up not winning, but he goes back and kind of recaps a lot of that stuff the next day on the podcast. And it was so informative and like it was like whoa like my mind was blown I'm like dude i love this guy like he is the coolest dude and you know his post uh you know his, the post game i guess post winning it you know the first thing he says like i just got a good life and i'm playing good golf like that is everything everything that we're we're striving for because we can definitely relate i mean we're not on tour but yeah you know we're pretty blessed we got some pretty good lives and so anyway i just i I love the dude. So pumped from, I'm sure this may have been kind of a snooze for others that don't know or like Max Homer, freaking Keegan Bradley. Like I, I don't know, I'll save my takes on him, but ultimately not a fan uh, of him. So I was just rooting so, so hard for Max. So it was just so enjoyable. And to, you know, pick him last week, got good vibes to have him repeat at a tough course. So Take us there, man. Take us to Wells Fargo and kind of your thoughts and, and takeaways from the tourney. Because I'm Jack, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And I, uh, just to kind of wrap up the thought on Homa too, and we'll get more into him obviously as we talk about it. But I, to me, he kind of epitomizes the most down-to-earth guy on yeah. tour in yeah. my mind. I, I just, I feel like he's so self-aware and he's someone that like, hey, I play golf for a living. I make a pretty good living. I really like playing golf. Life is good. And like, he's just, he's so, he's got a pretty dry sense of humor, but it is so good. And another part of his interview today too, that I just absolutely loved. Um, and I think it's mostly CBS. The announcers are always talking like when a player has a new kid or whatever, they're always like, Oh, this player's got more perspective now that he's yeah. a parent or whatever. I mean, Rory has just, yeah yeah like i know his kid better than you know yeah so these announcers love talking about it and so sure enough come to find out max homa and his uh, wife just found out that they're pregnant right with their first child and so they were asking him what does it mean to you know when on mother's day now you're gonna be a a dad or whatnot and just he totally deadpans and 
he knew he was doing this on purpose. He's like, the perspective is flowing or whatever, right? He was totally just flowing like, all day. <laughs> yeah. just totally kind of poking fun at, uh, at that running perspective joke. And so I know, I know like the guys that know laying up, they're going to get an absolute kick out of that. So I'm yeah. sure they'll, they'll get into that, but they're just, just things like that and hearing him talk in interviews and stuff like that. You just, you get so much of that. And I loved to like his, his tapping when he tapped into wind, just like the, the way he was shouting, like, come on or whatever like he was so pumped and it was just i don't know you just tell it means a lot to him and that's really cool to see and i mean it's it's not fair to a lot of like professional athletes in general right where they're not looking like it matters to them like it probably it really does they just they've trained themselves to kind of temper that emotion right but it's just Mm -hmm. it's really nice to see kind of that exhibited by by professional athletes so I, i thought that was really cool on max but honestly it was yeah. It the tournament ended up being way more ex- interesting to me than I was expecting because one that golf course looked awesome on TV, right? Like all these greens were cool shapes. The bunkering was awesome, and so many of the greens were like elevated, so that made for some really cool shots. Looked the like there was wa- looked dreadful. Oh, I'm like, it looked like there was water hazards every tee shot and tree lined the thickest of trees. Yeah. And then on top of it, they got like four inches of rain Friday, Saturday. It was cold. It was windy. Conditions were super tough. And you're just watching these guys like having to bunt it out there, just trying to keep the ball in play. So it was, I mean, it was awesome. Uh, A ton of fun to watch. A lot of really good golf, a lot of not so good golf, right? Like Jason Day on Thursday. I hate to see when it, conditions man. were good. He shot seven under and then followed up with a pretty good round Friday. And then Saturday got even colder and it looked like he was trying to golf in a full ski outfit and couldn't make a swing at all. And he shot nine over or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was rough. I, I don't know. I, I like, I wouldn't like to watch every week in bad conditions, but I, I do feel like kind of your really good ball strikers kind of rise mm-hmm. to the top of conditions like that. And, I mean, like, I mean, Keegan Bradley, as much as we don't really care for him, like he played some incredible golf Saturday Mm -hmm. and Rory, after struggling to make the cut, he came out and played really well on the weekend too. hit some good shots. And I mean, all, all chasing Max, he, he just did a lot so well. It felt like he was in complete control of the game. I loved a lot of the driver swings he was hitting. He was hitting a really low, pretty penetrating driver that was dead straight and finding fairways, keeping it, keeping in play, keeping the ball in front of him. And, uh, it was, it was fun. I, I'm almost bummed. I wish, I kind of wish they'd make this course a regular stop on tour. Cause I, I really liked the way it came across on TV. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see it in, in maybe slightly different conditions. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, ditto there, like just <clears throat> so good. So fun to watch him and just, yeah, the driver swings, you could tell he, cause I kind of, Max kind of low key goes at the ball. Like he swings pretty hard and his ball speed is up in like 180 something. And and we know, I mean, Victor, the dude who is by far the longest out of us. And he's like, dude, I swing my absolute hardest and I barely got to 180. And it's just like, dude, that is crazy. Like that's some interesting perspective. And Max gets there pretty regularly, but today was a little bit lower. Um, and it was just these, these more controlled swings. And he just, yeah, just stuck into it. Loved the him and Joe's conversations were really cool. And, 
yeah, his, his ball striking was just awesome. Cause there was some points on the front nine where, yeah, I mean, I think he, I think King doubled and then bogeyed, but then he came back with some really good birdies and, you know, Max, you know, drops down and, and makes a, a kind of a really bad bogey and, um, Bradley birdied, had some back-to-back. So it was, it was there. And that's what I was saying. Like he wasn't crowned anyway. It wasn't, you know, just a walk-off easy win. Um, the back down, he really stuck with it and and got got the got the job done. So yeah, that was <laughs> it really was really enjoyable. And yeah, it really was fun to watch that course on. Cause some of the like number 11, that hole looked so hard. And I think that's what did like Max's up and down from that bunker was incredible. And you know you know, and, and Keegan makes this, you know, hits this kind of this terrible drive out to the right, takes his three iron, his caddy's like, yeah, aim left of that bunker. He's like, I'm going to go a little right of it. Sure enough, block city, 30 yards short, right in the water, makes a double. And I mean, that hole was playing so hard. So that was, that was really cool to watch that, you know, again, like a little bit of cards. I think that was, that tied to Arnold Palmer that day, um, on Saturday for, I think only four dudes broke par. Like that's tied for like, so again, maybe not every week, but I think to golf junkies like us, like that just ate that up. Super fun to watch. So it's just, it's fun to watch professional golfers have to hit not stock shots basically. Right. Where a little creative, whether, whether it's wind or whether they're facing some kind of obstacle or whatnot, it's just fun to watch guys have to execute, shots where you can't just hit it straight at the pin and so it was it was fun yeah which is interesting because this like you feel like that again kind of defaulting to what we were talking about before like links golf like i feel like you get that but that course couldn't have been more opposite of of links golf but i mean it was classic country club american golf but yeah it still did require a lot of you know a a lot of those types of shots which i thought was interesting and i wanted to get your thoughts too because i know we we have fun with this one with uh talk about like how much I love hitting off wet turf, right? Cause I love taking big divots, but you've got, you've got this mental thing, right? Where you don't, you don't love, you don't love the wet grass, at least in the past. Yeah. It's so I just, better. I wanted, <laughs> I want to get your thoughts as you're watching that all week. Cause like, man, these guys are taking two foot long divots, right? Cause the sod is so soft. I'm like, yeah. what, what were your thoughts? Were you scared at all? Oh, I was terrified. The, the embarrassing thing is I'm taking those in the most dried up turf down here in St. George. I'm taking dollar bills for days in the most just the hardest driest of conditions so you get that little you get that sop and wet turf i get i get a little afraid because i'm just yeah i mean those i don't know especially with wedges i'm a pretty steep guy and i i take divots i'm kind of i've been classified as a, a digger from some uh professional fitters i thought that was interesting but yeah i just i hit pretty aggressively down and through the ball and, and create some big divots. So if there's not a lot of, you know, give back from the turf, I, I tend to hit them a little, a little chunky. So when, when the ball, when they're playing ball in hand, I'm a little nervous. You know, when I, if I'm in a tournament and it's, you know, lift clean in place because of the soft conditions, it's, it's a little nerve wracking, but I will say last year at the Bloomington and they, they did that for, for the first day. And it was, uh, I was a little nervous because that, of course, was very soft and a lot of mud balls. Um, but I think I'm, I'm figuring out a little bit. So, yes, ultimately, I'm glad that was not me hitting those and just absolutely soaking my outfit because I've I've done that a time or two too, where it's just like I get pegged with mud and dirt in my in my clothes. I'm like, how does that even happen? 
I guess a steep angle of, of attack is not ideal for those conditions. So, yes. and I got a kick out of it too, watching, cause I actually watched quite a bit of this tournament, but watching Friday, some of those guys coming down the stretch on the cut line, part of me wonders where, all right, you've seen the forecast for Saturday and Sunday and it's, it's not great. How hard are you going to grind? How hard are you going to grind to make that cut? That's that uh, is so interesting. You said, because like, that's why I was like, shout out to Roy for, for doing that, for making that sick par, get it on the number and sticking with it mentally still being there and, and playing solid in, in terrible conditions. So I think that was really cool. Um, interesting you bring that up. Yeah. I just, I just, I wonder the human side of things. Cause I'm like, not. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking the first flight out Saturday see, morning. I, can, I might even be able to catch a Friday night flight. If we pick up the pace here, guys, Let, let's go. Go let the internet head out. Yeah. No, it's, that's funny. Um, yeah, ultimately it was, it was good. A lot, a lot better. Again, I don't know how much the average Joe uh, golfer would, would, you know, thinks it was as good as, as we did, but I don't know. I, I honestly did enjoy it. And of course, just way more engaged. I will, I'm not going to lie. If it was, you know, Keegan Bradley and that, uh, I mean, I don't know who else, uh, James Hahn or whatever. I, I, I may not have been as engaged, but watching some of his up and downs were incredible. Uh, but I may not have loved it as much, but Max definitely makes it bigger. So that's again, another reason why I, I love when dudes are again, are, transparent allow them to be themselves they're not trying to all fit this perfect mold of the perfect pga tour gentleman i think it's cool when we can get to know someone and, and root for them and it makes tournaments like this way more engaging so that was kind of my my takeaway yeah and i i think it might be it might be time to start having a conversation just how good max homa is like he's he is that guy one of he's yeah. probably one of the best players in the world listen Listen to some of this stuff. So Kyle Porter, he writes for CBS. He tweeted this out. It's a good follow. So this is, He's a good yeah, follow. Really good, really good follow. So worldwide wins since January 1, 2021. So these are the guys with four wins. Cantley, Scheffler, Hovland, solid players, right? Here's the guys with three wins in the last 15, 16 months. Colin Morikawa, Sam Burns, Hideki Matsuyama, and Cam Smith, and Max Homa. So Max Holmes got right. three wins in the last 15, 16 months. And he's, I'm not sure if the world rankings I was just looking up, but he's listed at 38th. I'm sure that was maybe going into, might be going into the sweep. Anyway, so he's climbed into the top 40 into the world. He's probably really making a good claim that he should be on that President's Cup team later this year. Like I have you know, to argue for it. He's probably a top 12 American player right now, especially if you get guys like DeChambeau who are kind of hurt long term yeah. and stuff. But and what a what a good teammate. Like yeah, who doesn't like spending time around Max Homeless? So he's playing he's playing really well and he's got he's got a solid game. There's a little he's not as erratic as Spieth by any means, but he I don't know. I just get a little bit Spieth vibes where it's like he doesn't necessarily do anything elite per se, mm -hmm. but just he he just knows his game really well. He's, I think it's no coincidence. He's got a really good relationship with his caddy and they just know how to get around yep. golf courses. Yep. Agreed. I think, yeah, his definitely, he, his ball striking is definitely his, his best part. I think there's times where like his putting may look a little shaky. Like you said, I don't think it's necessarily like elite, but I do. Yeah. I think he has all the right tools to, 
come a major week that he can like it's not outrageous you know to to pick him so yeah i love it again it's kind of like this this like new cool secret is out like with max home everyone's starting to to kind of like him which is awesome but in my mind selfishly i'm like i like i like when he's like low-key cool and the only airtime i remember him talking about the only airtime he got on one of the tournaments for like years was this he was in this like deep grass bunker and he just hit the most classic shank ever and it was just funny he was just talking about that he's like of course the only airtime i get is me hitting bad shots and and I just loved that. I'm like, it's so cool. But again, it is cool to see him out winning and and yeah, among the top. That's some good company to find yourself in. So shout out to to Mr. Homa. So and I was just I just popped on to see if he had um had any any good tweets in the last little while. So the, the tweet he had today, he said, My soon-to-be born son is gonna have a hell of a job topping that Mother's Day. Good luck, kid. <laughs> Thanks for the support, everyone. I appreciate y'all. So classic Max on the passion there. Oh, dude. What a, <laughs> he just seems like again, he just seems like a dude that we we would just vibe with and we could yeah have a good time with him. So hard to root against that. But <clears throat> uh, yeah, so anything else there on, on that, or should we, you know, kind of move move on? Any other thoughts or takeaways on on that on the tourney? Have you have you ever played in some heavy rain before? That's a good question. Well, it seemed like every year at state, I mean, literally oh, yeah. freshman through senior year, every year was hail, crazy winds, rain, everything. Um, so, yeah, and I, only one of those years, my senior year, no, no, my junior year was the only one that I did somewhat decent. I remember I shot two seventy fives, and I was like blown away with how how good that felt but yeah other than that you know kind of i i don't know i'd rather have it be rainy than windy but when it's a combination of the two that's that's pretty tough but um yeah it's like when it, watching it on tv I, it's just kind of like oh, it's not that bad like yeah you just get a little wet but you now just try and keep your your glove dry and your club face as dry as you can but it's like it's a chore like it is hard work out there to play golf being wet like it, it's a lot harder than it comes off like face value off TV. Um, so, but yeah, so not a ton, but just the, those few rounds in high school playing golf in Utah, you know, the first week of October, you just, you never know what you're going to get <laughs> stupid. Ooh. I think, I think the wettest I've ever been on the golf course was our last day at Bandon ah. we were playing and it never poured it just started about hole three and it was fairly steady for the rest of the round. And I'll never forget by the end of the round, right. Where it's like, I just didn't even bother with the golf glove. Right. Cause it's so soaked and yeah. everything is so wet and your bag is so heavy and your grips are also so yeah, it's <laughs> like you're saying it. I think the pros have it a little easier just cause they have a, a guy, a caddy, basically solely yeah. committed to keeping stuff dry. But yeah, when you're trying yeah. to do it on your own, like, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's pretty tough. Yeah. So luckily, you know, I guess that's one good thing about down here where where I'm at. I don't have to fight that too much, but got to kind of yeah. fight the, some of the wind. But and not to mention, right? At the, I mean, we're good golfers. Don't get me wrong, but we're also at the stage where it's like. Yeah, if that if that rain's coming down, it just might leave the clubs in the garage that day. I'll just, yeah, I'm 
me more than you on that. <laughs> but anyway, well, <laughs> so yeah, and I think uh, we, we're getting close to it to a major week, right? Like that's coming up uh, next week or the following. Uh, but this week is is a cool tournament. You know, the AT and T, the Byron Nelson. It's going to be in McKinney, Texas, where we both had the the, the blessed pleasure to serve amongst those folks. We were kind of joking. And I don't think any of those people around that golf course are, 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 are struggling and looking for some answers. I mean, those people are, they ain't hurting for cash. We'll just say that. So it, it, it's, it is kind of fun to kind of reflect back on that and kind of a funny story with, with that particular, I remember we were uh, Walker and I, another companion that we both had the chance to serve with, we were we all knocking doors as, as missionaries do. And I'll never forget this, these couple of teenagers in this green truck, came by and hucked. I mean, we're in the neighborhood right there around that golf course. And they hucked a, like a brand new pro V one at us. And it just pegged this wood fence right next to us. Look down. I'm like, Holy cow, that was a golf ball. But so I picked it up and saved it and wrote the ball of discipleship on it and sent it home to my parents. <laughs> so I still have it. So, you know, shout out to the folks there in McKinney who love those missionaries, but uh, Hey, it was a good ball. If nothing else, it was a brand new pro V. So there's a little message from, from home and from the, you know, from the golf gods, so to speak. So anyway, better, hopefully better vibes for the folks there uh, <laughs> this week, but uh, any thoughts there, anything, do you remember much from that? Like seeing that, I know, you know, there's only so much you can do as, as a missionary, but. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one thought I have is that obviously the PJs tour because most of where they play are, are country clubs, right. And so most of where they are in are pretty affluent areas. I'd have to venture a guess to say that where they're playing this week probably is one of the wealthier areas that they'll play all year. Cause it is, it is crazy how nice and wealthy it is I, in that area. Yeah. I hate to, I'm not trying to paint a bad picture of those, those, I mean, they were teenagers, so you get that everywhere, yeah. but I loved the the city of McKinney is probably my favorite city in, in Texas. Absolutely loved it. If I were to ever move there, that's, that's where I would go. It's yeah, just an awesome place with, with some amazing people. So it's just, it's fun to go back and kind of see that at, at, at Craig Ranch. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it is a really cool area and met a lot of cool people there. I'm sure some of them will probably be out at the tournament this week yeah, watching. So I would be, so, <laughs> I mean, we can obviously make some picks and, you know, the, the, the home game is, is, is real. And in, in some of my picks, I, 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 I just feel like I, I can't not choose them. So I'll, I'll, I'll start us off with, you know, the dub from last week with, with Max. So I pretty obvious. I, I got to go with speed, the Dallas boy, the home game. It, he played decent there last year. Uh, that was kind of fun, especially the first few rounds. So I got to, I got to go with speed. Was this, and this is great podcasting, but was this the tournament where he hold like the huge putt in the first round or yep. something? On okay, the 18th so and people just yeah. lost their minds. And yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, I think it was, it was for Eagle and yeah, everyone was there and, just, yeah, that's right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> now, classic right. speed fashion. I mean, uh, epitome of speed. Speed, he would do that. Ooh, right. Well, good pick there, of course. Uh, my first pick, I'm going to go with Sam Burns. Another one of those guys that's won a couple times in the last year and a half. So go with him. Yeah. Louisiana guy, so close. Uh, and then Will Zalatoris. I, I, it's hard not to pick him. It's just, Again, we always know the obvious elephant in the room is how's that flat stick going to do? But uh, 
hoping not to see too many of the as again as Faldo puts it the higgly wigglies but we'll see this we have to come up with our own term like the the zalatoris yips or something <laughs> those are scary ooh, ooh. all right uh second pick for me i mean similar vein awesome ball striker short game holds him back a little bit xander shoffley just really like really like his game so it's hard not to pick him every time you see him uh, on the list of players in the field yeah for sure and that's like this field is I don't know. It's kind of hard not to pick some of the few big names. There's obviously some some no names, but I'll, there's there's some some good ones too. So what I'm going to go with, I'm going to. This isn't a, a home game one, but it's JJ Spawn. I, I again, I don't I don't really think he's going to win, but I do think that he can contend. Um, and I listened to a podcast with him on it, and he's kind of a similar. Kind of seems pretty down to earth and kind of a, a cool dude. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him. Nice, nice. Third pick for me, uh, go with Adam Scott, just kind of the, the classic pick. Um, yeah, and to your point, it's I guess interesting where you take this week that we just had at Wells Fargo and then rolling into the tournament this week where like basically you take the top players and like half of them played this week at Wells Fargo and then the other half are, are playing this week in, in Texas. So it's I'm always interested in, in how – and how guys sort of prepare leading up to a major, right? Like lots of guys right. like to take a couple weeks off and then play a week before and the major. Some guys will play two weeks before the major and then try to practice pretty hard before the week. So I'm always interested in that. And I think you you get a good sense of it just in the stretch that we are in the calendar with kind of the split fields between the two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It is always interesting to kind of see how they do that. And, and at a course, I don't, I don't think they're too similar, but, um, I'm always kind of the the thing to kind of get somewhat in in form and look around a guy that maybe top 15, top 20 usually is kind of where I like to, to pick for the for the next week. But this one's kind of an interesting pick as I kind of wrap up mine. Uh, it's a pick that this whole year I never would have scared. I know you picked him once and I think he shot like an 80 something and, and probably withdrew, maybe not. I don't remember. But uh, Matthew Wolf, he had a, some kind of some cool comments this week. And just something that I definitely can vibe with. It kind of vibes with what we were been talking about this this whole podcast of just trying to have fun out there. And it it obviously helped. I mean, he was there in contention there for a little bit and had his best week in, in some time. So if he carries that that on into to, to this week, I think he can he can at least contend. But any thoughts on that? Like you like kind of what we've been talking about and his thoughts in particular before you make your last pick. I would just wanted your thoughts on that. Yeah, and I'll just throw my last pick out to get it out of the way, but I'll go Sep, Sep Straka. Just, I don't know why. Love his name. Love his game. The big man. Go, the DC go with him. You catch him with a Diet Coke. I'll never forget that, man. Walks off the 18, wins. First thing he does, gets a nice cold one, and probably his eighth <laughs> for the day, but I respect. So so I like him. But, yeah, I love that you brought up Matthew Wolf, and uh, he had – a good press conference like earlier in the week where he was pretty candid just about some of his struggles. Right. And a lot of what he was talking about is that he just wasn't in a very good place mentally. He just got the sense that he was not enjoying life. Right. Just mm. wasn't, wasn't loving the aspects of tour life. He maybe didn't have a lot of friends on tour that he could seemingly hang out with, or kind of get the sense that maybe he's a little more kind of small town mm -hmm. kind of just, really loves playing golf and just doesn't love a lot of like the extra yeah. stuff that come with being on tour, but 
so he talked about kind of getting help and trying to find himself again. And I think what really stuck out to me in his press conference is he talked about how he, his negative attitude wasn't just impacting him, mm. but it was impacting his playing partners as well. And I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting to hear. And it seems kind of just like a recent development he's kind of come to realize, but it got me thinking as well. It's like, yeah, man, when we're down in the dumps, it obviously is going to hurt our game, but it can hurt people we're playing with as well. And that's not fair to them. Right. And it like, don't get me wrong. Like you can, it's part of like pushing yourself to be better. You can kind of get upset and like strive to be better. But when you're so negative to the point that it's like impacting the people around you, that's, I don't know. I think that's something that I've never thought about when I think of negative attitude on the course. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, if I, if I'm, if I'm not going to be better for the sake of like my game, can I at least be better for the sake of the people around me? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting to hear him talk about. Yeah. That's a good point. And shout out to him. Cause that's definitely not the easiest thing. And it's, I mean, and that's one thing to call it out and to recognize it, which is cool, but to actually call something like that out and be that candid that now there's kind of this expectation where it's like, don't be a hypocrite, dude. Like don't be mad on the golf course. So I hope like, so yeah, again, shout out to him for, for that. And I hope he, you know, kind of sticks, you know, kind of with that and he's still going to get mad, but I think to a certain point there is, cause we've, I think we've all played with someone who gets very furious, very, very mad. If it's throwing clubs, if it's saying something like, I mean, we've all been there, we've all seen it. And it, it definitely does. It, it is kind of, it, it gets awkward. It gets like, it definitely does take some of the joy out of, of the, the group, especially with like close buddies. So you tried to keep that, that perspective. Um, Cause it definitely can. Like one guy I've always thought about that with is like Terrell Hatton. Like I love to watch him from the outside and love the hot mics, love, but I would never want to play with him ever. Like I, I, I feel like he's the type of guy that definitely can influence his playing partners and so anyway i i think that that's credit where where credit is due and, and i really do i'm i'm rooting for him i hope that it it bodes well and he, and he comes back because that's not easy a lot easier said than done yeah, and i it's interesting to kind of bring up i think like it demonstrates this negativity demonstrates itself in so many different ways right there is the obviously visible one of club throwing and stuff but i think of <laughs> yeah. i think of how more you and for sure me and also i don't want to say anything bad about you but like how you react as well like we we i think we're pretty similar like we just get sulky right like we just won't say anything and it's funny when we get in the cart together and i mean sometimes we'll both get sulky at the same time and that that works out just fine right we can just get into our own little hissy fits in the (laughs) head and and be fine there have been there's been some times where I, like I'll be, I'll be playing bad. And I just, I won't say anything for six holes and you'll be like trying to keep the energy up and I just shut it down. And then there've been times where like, you've done the same thing, right. Where we're just like, we won't say anything. Right. It's, oh, so it's oh, just for funny, sure. like hearing Matthew Wolf talk about that. And then thinking about my own experiences on the golf course, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I guess that would not have been fun to be with me at that given moment. Yeah, no, for sure. It definitely is. Cause it is not, it's not always easy. And I think, for yeah like times where I've, I've played my best it definitely is it's those thoughts and those feelings are are never there which again like 
as golf being an imperfect game that it is, you're, you are going to hit bad shots. You're not going to execute exactly how you want. Um, but being able to just kind of take it how it is, roll with it and, uh, you know, just kind of let go um, is, is, yeah, definitely something I'm, I'm striving for. And I think, yeah, it's definitely gotten better, um, but it's not perfect, but we, we continue with it. So yeah, uh, it's a good point and, and shout out to him for, for that and more, more stuff to follow on that. Cause I think that's, that's such an important part of, of the game of golf. So, but anyway, I, I mean, I'm, I'm good. You got anything else you want to talk about? Do we have a, you hate to see it. I, I mean, there was, I, I don't know if we, we had on this episode there. I'm sure we can always pull some, but uh, I don't know if, if you have any of that or any shout outs or anything yeah, you want to yeah. do as we wrap yeah, up. But. There's always both. I, I got a quick, you hate to see it. So oh, and I got one I too, guess, in case you, yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. So my quick, you hate to see it. Like, I mean, I was grateful that I was able to get out of the golf course early tonight because of weather, but I will say the last person I was waiting on was just this guy banging golf balls on the range. And it was, it was funny. Cause he'd come in at like, I don't know, four o'clock and he just had one token with him. He's like, Hey, oh, I just need a 30 ball. Just need to just need to go down the range. I'm like, okay, I figured he'd be back soon. I didn't even think anything of it, but it got to about 4:30, 4:45, And it's like, man, I've only got one cart left that I'm waiting <laughs> on. And I don't think anyone's on the course. So let me drive down to the driving range, pick up baskets. And maybe, maybe the person's there. And sure enough, that guy's there with way more golf balls than one token would have warranted. So I'm like, yeah, a little that's picking. a little weird. He picked the it's range. A little, a little weird. So I'm like, I picked up all the baskets and tried to like really make the point clear. Like, Hey, you're the only one I'm waiting. It, you're the only thing keeping me from going home, my guy. And so it's like, oh, oh, I'll hurry. And so sure enough, I get back up to the pro shop and I've got a vantage point of the range and I'm watching him hit like five balls and I'd see him waddle down the hill to pick up a few more and come back up to keep hitting. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. I was like, I was trying to like reason, all right, what's the worst thing that can happen if I just lock up and just leave one card out? If, if one card happens to get stolen, is that the no worst deal. thing in the world? You just write that off. Uh, That's no big deal. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that was you hate to see it. it. You truly hate to see it. Mine was just a a quick, I mean, I'm sure we all, we all heard it. We all saw it. It was on the post. It was on Thursday. Again, not a huge, never been a huge fan of Sergio Garcia, but you hate to see him throw just a typical Sergio fit though. He was not in the wrong. I I, I actually read an article about it a little bit more and the rules official was in fact, wrong. He started the time before he got to that side and, and actually started looking but I mean, you just, you, you hate to see it. I mean, his, his comments and just this, I mean, I don't even know how much he's made in, in his, in his time at the PGA tour, but look it up. I mean, I, I, what do you think it is? Can you look at like, what's your guess? I would guess like playing earnings. I'd have to guess like North of, 30, 40 million, maybe? I, I was going to guess north of maybe 50 million. 50, I was going to guess yeah. more than 50 million. And it's just like, dude, like, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, over over 50 million. Oh, okay. Maybe it was in that article. I don't know. But I... I yeah, it probably was, honestly. I just, yeah, over like, 50 million. It's ridiculous, million. man. Like, I, I don't know. And just rip, rip to Sergio. I've never been yeah, a big I've, fan of him anyway, but... <laughs> I just, I, I, there were so many good comments like, yes, leave the what, like a 
oppressive PGA tour where oh. players have no oh. rights or whatever to go play for a tour backed by the Saudi government. Like, and and it was just the best too, right in the in the press conference with Lee Westwood, just another classic. Oh. He 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 bluntly just opened up like, yeah, the the Saudis are sports washing, and and I'm okay with that, and we're okay with that, and it may scare some people, but they did you you. <laughs> It just blows my mind. Like, anyway, I, I, I'll, I'll stop it there. But you hate to see it. So, well, on a more positive note, can I do say, my I hate shout to wrap out. up that way. Maybe we can should I start at the beginning. Out? I don't know. Yeah. What's a shout out? All right, I got to shout out my wife Sydney. This weekend, we celebrated our seventh year anniversary. So let's go. Shout out her. I who thought maybe. I have no idea if seven, eight years ago, she thought that she married such a golf <laughs> bum. Like she knew I loved golf and was <laughs> kind of married to the game. But I think at this point she thinks I'm completely married to the game and she's on the side, but um, I, I think I'm, bla- I think I'm there to blame for, <laughs> for some of that. So I apologize. Uh, but shout out her for taking care of me and letting me play as much golf as I do. She's the real MVP. So very very appropriate for for this day of mothers and i'll i'll just go ahead and second that to to shout out celeste she's she's one of a kind i'm 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 grateful so we we love them we love to see it we love the conversations again for the folks we're we're making more stuff instagram check out the tiktok again we're doing some some fun videos there and getting some some fun interaction there too so uh and and more fun stuff to to come but uh Again, Sean, it's just a pleasure. If you're still listening, <laughs> we love you. We thank you. And uh, we, we'll, we'll do this again next week. Peace. Keep striving.